Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we thank you all so much for the blessed opportunity you've given us to be able to gather in your house on this beautiful day and be able to get into your word once again. Help us now as we pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Are you woke? Like, what's woke? You hear a lot of the term woke used these days, not in its proper way, because woke is basically the past tense of wake. Somebody woke me up, or that rooster woke me up at 6.30 this morning. That would be the proper use of the word woke. But it has become a word that is used in a whole different form. In society today, the, the wokeness or are you woke in the current events. If you go back and I always love to look, what is the origin of things? Where did this term come from and what does it really mean? Well, woke was actually developed in the slang of the African Americans, the blacks that have come up with the word woke to speak of social issues, either social injustices or social events or social concerns. And if you are of the right mindset, that they approve of, then you are woke. And woke is actually the descendant of, you might say, or the furtherance of what used to be known as politically correct. You go back 20 years or so, everybody was talking about, are you politically correct? And that would be, are you correct in the eyes of mankind and in, their, in the society in the attitudes and behaviors that they think are okay or not okay. And if you being politically correct or woke, it is that you are sensitive to others' feelings all the way to the point of being hypersensitive. Somebody who is woke or politically correct would be considered someone who is hypersensitive. They get upset about the simplest little things or little issues and turn them into big issues or try to bring up issues of the past and bring them today to cause trouble, to cause chaos, to cause division. And many of them are based upon race. And some of them these days are based upon gender, which seems to be a really confused things these days and whether people are male or female or now they even have on the forms you go to get your license renewed at DMV. You got a spot where you can check bisexual or what's the other term? Binary. Yes, binary. So you're male or female or confused. I'll just put confused. It'd be a little more accurate. So that's what my statement just then, when I said confused, I would be considered politically incorrect and not woke because I said something. It might be somebody be sensitive. That, oh, I hurt their feelings. But that's what woke these days means. And we need to know that a lot of it has to do with tolerance or intolerance. Are you tolerant of others' beliefs, feelings, or are you intolerant of their beliefs or feelings and even actions? Are you tolerant of their actions and behavior or intolerant of their actions or behavior? 
if you are tolerant and anything goes, you do what you want to, I don't care, then you are considered woke. You're okay. You're tolerant. But what does the Word of God tell us? We're not supposed to be tolerant. We're supposed to be extremely intolerant, intolerant of ungodly behavior. And when we speak out as Christians against ungodly behavior or immoral things, then the world considers us hateful. But truly, if we were hateful, we wouldn't care about them and let them do whatever they want. Just go ahead and do what you want to. You want to mutilate your body in all kinds of different ways, change your gender every other week, whatever you want, and smoke this, shoot up that, and do anything you want to do. Then if we just said, yeah, go ahead, go at it, then we wouldn't care about them. So, yeah, go ahead. But we care about them. We don't want to see them wind up in a lake of fire for eternity. Therefore, we speak out against such ungodly behavior, and they consider us evil. They consider us intolerant and hateful. Intolerant, yes, hateful of their behavior, but not of them. So it's a careful balancing act there when we go out into the world and, and share the gospel and speak to others and witness and testify to others, trying to get them out of their ungodly behavior and into a behavior that is God-glorifying and that is beneficial to them and society. Like I say, it's a very delicate process there. To do it in a way that you don't become offensive to the point where you're pushing people away, but yet you're drawing people in. It's a very, real challenge there. And they're making it more and more challenging with the way that they are so hypersensitive to everything. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 34, reads, Awake to righteousness. If you are truly woke or awake, you are awake to righteousness, not unrighteousness. It reads, awake to righteousness and sin not. For some have not the knowledge of God. I speak this to your shame. It's shameful to not have knowledge of God. It's like it says in Psalm 14, verse 1, The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none that doeth good. So those out there that deny God, that deny the true and living God, that deny Jesus Christ, they are fools. And as he says, the fool have said in his heart there is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none that doeth good. Does that mean we're supposed to hate them? No. It means we're supposed to reach out to them. We're supposed to help them if we can, get them on their straight and narrow, get them saved so that they can be looking forward to an eternity in heaven and the great big brand new earth with all the, everything recreated. It's going to be amazing for those that have acknowledged and truly accepted Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior. That's the task that we have been given. We've been given the great commission to go out and preach and teach the gospel to all mankind. But yes, it's challenging and it's getting more challenging as the devil enters into more folks and as he recruits more folks and they turn more and more against Christians and try to say that Christians are hateful and so forth. But these so-called institutions of learning, these colleges, they're, they're putting out, they're producing people of such mindset to be anarchists to be against society, to create chaos. And as it says in Romans chapter 122, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools because they turn against God 
seeing God, seeing Him revealed in all of creation, and then denying Him, turning against Him, and then recruiting others to do the same thing. And that's what we have in society today, amongst the government, amongst the the journalists, and especially in many of the so-called places of learning. And sad to say, even in some of the churches, with the acceptance of the hypersensitive, politically correct, woke folks, and they are going to cause harm to themselves and to others if we as Christians don't get on up and get busy to help them turn from their wicked ways. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, in verse 9, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate. Effeminate are the homosexuals. Nor abusers of themselves with mankind. That's the sexual immoralities, you might say. The lust, sexual lustful desires. So you have these listed right here that clearly are active, clearly that if you say something against that you are considered intolerant and hateful. Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners, shall inherit the kingdom of God. These rivalers, these extortioners, these extortioners are the political bunch, the news media and so forth, the journalists that are loving the trouble because they're making money off of it. Note what else it says, And such were some of you. Paul is always reminding us of where we came from. So don't get too high on the horse, you might say, or too haughty. You know, sticking your nose up in the air too much. When it rains, you're going to drown. So remember where you came from. We were all a bunch of filthy sinners. We get washed in the blood. Then we have skills that we can tap into that are a result of our past, even if our past was evil, that gives us a door into experiences that others have had out there that we might be able to relate to to help them come out of those experiences to get on the straight and narrow. But remember where you came from. Don't let it keep you down. That's one of the bad things about remembering where you came from. Sometimes you beat yourself up with it. And the devil will sure beat you up with it. And others will beat you up with it. It's like, were you telling me not to drink? I know when we were in college, we used to go out and party every night. Now you're telling me not to drink? Well, then that's a door of opportunity to tell them, yes, I have changed. I have repented. I am a new creature in Christ. A door of opportunity there opened up even in the way the devil tries to use your past to keep you down. And such were some of you, but ye are washed, but ye are sanctified. Sanctified. That means actually designated a position. You are sanctified in the eyes of God. You are set on a pathway that He wants you to be on. But ye are justified. Justified means you have been found innocent. You are pardoned of your sins by the finished work of Jesus Christ. 
In the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God, by that indwelling Spirit of the Holy Ghost, we then have the strength to be able to go up against the devil and to share the gospel. This world is getting so much darker, which gives us that much more opportunity to shine the light of Jesus Christ into this dark world. And it, like I say, is truly getting darker. You see and hear of, of events taking place in areas that were used to be kind of peaceful, used to be kind of calm, not much crime, but now it's running rampant. In 2 Corinthians chapter 6, in verse 14, be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness, and what communion hath light with darkness? If you team yourself up with a bunch of these politically correct movements and these woke folks and say that, oh yeah, they're doing a good peaceful work. No, they're not. They're causing division. They're causing chaos. They're causing anarchy. They're causing hatred. They're not solving the problems. They're creating the problems. They're emphasizing the problems. They're focusing on the problems and become hypersensitive over things they ought to just let go and roll off and ignore. So don't be linked up with them. Verse 15. And what concord hath Christ with Belial? Belial are those of Satan. Those are evil workers. Those are satanic people. Or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. As God hath said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Isn't that awesome that we become the dwelling place of God when we trust Jesus Christ and he moves into us in the form of the Holy Ghost and we become the dwelling place. We become a temple. We should act like it. We should look like it. Wherefore, come out from among them. From them who? The ungodly they were speaking of. These woke folks and these politically correct folks that are causing chaos and destruction, stay away from all that. Come out, share the gospel, share the love of Jesus Christ in this horrible world that we seem to be in, which should motivate you, should excite you. The darker it gets around us, the more the light of Jesus Christ is going to have influence on that darkness. And we have been given the opportunity to be a a conduit of that light, to go into the darkness and to share that light. Wherefore, come out from among them and be ye separate. Now this coming out from among them doesn't mean that we're supposed to just all come together in a big compound somewhere and live by ourselves and not associate with the world. Coming out from among them means their ways, their behaviors, their practices. Coming out from that. He sent us out into the world. He sent us out into that. He gave us that great, that great commission to go out into that mess and try to clean up some of it by His power, His might, His will. Wherefore, come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. Don't be partakers with the mess that they're in. And I will receive you and will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Becoming an adopted member of the family of God and then taking that legacy and going out as an ambassador of God into the world and sharing it with this world is an awesome opportunity that is given us. 
Otherwise, when he saved us, he would just take us on home. He gets saved and boom, you're gone. Takes you on home. But no, he gives us a chance to be able to do things with him. Not just for him, but with him. Because he is with us everywhere that we go. Therefore, when we into anything, whether it be godly or ungodly, he's right there with us. But he allows us to be a part of his godly work. And in doing so, we gain rewards and we expand the kingdom. We bring pleasure to the Lord. We bring honor and glory to the Lord in that opportunity that he gives all of us to do that very thing. It's important that we keep our eyes open and see those things that are out there. And that as it says in 1 Thessalonians 5.22, abstain from all appearance of evil. There's too many out there that have gotten themselves so intertwined with activities and behaviors of the world that they are blended right in. Even churches where they have brought the world into the church and accepted the behavior of the world into their church, which is wrong. They have become so worldly that you can't tell any difference between the so-called Christians and the worldly, ungodly folks. So we got to come out from among them. Be different. Abstain from all appearance of evil. Do you look and blend right in with all the rest of the world when you're out there? When you walk into a crowd, do you just blend right in because you're just like them? Or do you stand out completely different to where people are looking at you? What's up with them? They, they look different. Why do they look different? Because the shining of the light of Jesus Christ is coming out of you around people around you, which then gives you the opportunity to testify. Why am I different? It's because Jesus Christ lives in me. Why am I different? Because I serve the Lord, not Satan. I serve the Lord, not myself. Now that's a big part of it right there. Selfishness. Way too much selfishness. People get into the things that he mentioned earlier because of selfishness. All about serving oneself. Self-love. It used to be the big thing back in the late 70s, early 80s, the big self-movement to serve yourself, to, to please yourself. When you go to a sociologist or a psychiatrist, they, the first thing they want to tell you is take care of yourself. It's all about selfishness. Do whatever it is to please you first. Then you can please others. Selfishness. No. First and utmost, we serve the Lord. Second to that, we help others. And then we can start thinking about ourselves. But really, like the Lord tells us, we don't even have to worry about ourselves. The Lord's taking care of that for us. When we're serving Him, putting Him first and utmost in our lives, He's going to see to it that we have what we need and even many of the things that we just want. Because He wants to keep us active on that front line, in that battle. So don't serve self, serve the Lord. Proverbs 17, verse 15, He that justifieth the wicked and he that condemneth the just, even they both are abomination in the Lord. Going back to that wokeness and politically correct. They justify the ungodly behaviors, promote the ungodly behaviors, and then condemn someone who speaks against ungodly behaviors. 
He that justifieth the wicked, and he that condemneth the just. So even if they're not actually doing the things that they're promoting and permitting, they become a part of it because they're promoting it and permitting it, encouraging it, allowing it, passing laws to permit it, passing laws to permit the murder of babies, some 65 million already since the passing of Roe versus Wade back in the 70s. And on the increase, even with the recent Supreme Court decision to drop that, it's on the increase. The government, sad to say, the, the military is even speaking about paying the pregnant women in the military to go to other states that permit abortion so they can get an abortion. They are pushing it, promoting it, encouraging it. They want to eliminate people. And that's one of the ways they want to do it. If you go back there again, love the origin of things, going back where it all started from. You go back to where it started from, it was a eugenics movement. A bunch of evolutionists decided that they needed to speed up evolution and try to have the supreme race in the world. So they developed the Planned Parenthood system, the abortion clinics and so forth. Because their theory was that only someone that wasn't worthy of having a child would ever consider having an abortion. Therefore, let's make abortion as available as possible. That Then we can get rid of those people that we don't want to populate again or to repopulate. That was the attitude. And it shows itself today, that's for sure. So those are the wicked things that are out there. Those are the abominations that people would have you to justify, to say is okay to do. To go, oh, yeah, it's okay to go ahead and murder your child. Well, a whole lot of that in the past. In Romans chapter 13, verse 9, reads, For this... Thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, thou shalt not covet. And if there be any other commandment, it is briefly comprehended in this saying, namely, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. You see, it's about love. The Ten Commandments and everything that it speaks of is about helping us have a good relationship with God and with others. The two great commandments, love God with all your existence and love others of yourself. If you truly have that love, that charity as he speaks of, charity is that really deep and sincere concern for someone else's well-being. If you truly have that, then you're not going to be committing adultery. You're not going to be killing. You're not going to be stealing. You're not going to be bearing false witness. You're not going to covet. All that will be taken care of if you truly share that love and have that love. But it's difficult to have that kind of love. It's nearly impossible to have that kind of love of ourselves to have that kind of love for others. But when we're indwelt with the Holy Ghost, when we have the love of God in us, then we merely need to get out of the way and let the love of God come out and help others around us. Help shine that light into this dark world. That's the sharing of the love. That's why he says, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. 
Love those folks out there that are getting into these ungodly things. Help them. Pray for them. Guide them gently and properly, not drive them away. Love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Notice, no ill to the neighbor. It's not, oh, that bunch of folks across the street, they're a bunch of drug addicts and they're doing this and that. I wish that place would just burn down and kill all of them. Well, that's evil attitude. That's You're wishing ill upon someone. No, you need to go over and give them a Bible track and invite them to church. Maybe they can get saved. And then they'll clean all that up. Love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. The law, speaking of the commandments. The commandments to love others. And that knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake. To really be awake. To really be properly defined woke. Is to be awoken up. To waken up alert, aware of what's going on in this world. Now it is high time to awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. Every day is another day closer to that eternity, another day closer to accountability and judgment, another day closer to the wondrous things He has in store for His family. The night is far spent, the day is at hand, Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. We've got to get off all that evil. Get off all that darkness. Shed all that. Put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness. We sure have seen a lot of rioting in the last few years which is a repeat. We've seen this over and over. Those of us that are 60 plus can definitely testify to that, that back in the 60s when you had that whole big movement, once again, coming out of the colleges, of all the riots and protests and chaos that was going on back then, now it's coming around again. Just the same thing, history repeating itself over and over. Even the fashions of the 60s are now coming back. You go into some of the stores these days and look, the 60s and 70s fashions are back on the shelves and so forth. The whole movement to be, what they call them, um, hippies and so forth is trying to make another return. That whole thing coming back around. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying. That strife is what they encourage when they support the woke movement, the politically correct movement, and all the other things that have been coming on and going on around that just cause division and strife and chaos. It's what they want. But put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ, and make not provision for the flesh, there again, to fulfill the lust thereof. We're not supposed to have our selfishness fulfilled, our lustful desires, as he tells us further in the Word about how we to mortify the body. It means to kill the body off, to kill the flesh, to separate, in other words, the flesh from the Spirit. Not to literally kill yourself, of course, but to separate that. Challenging, yes. Hard to do, yes. Of your own. 
but not when you trust in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior fully and completely. He can indwell you with the Holy Ghost and give you the strength to overcome all the things that we need to overcome in this world and be, as it says in Ephesians chapter 5, be therefore followers of God as dear children. Dear children, not disobedient children, but dear children that love their parents and want to obey the guidance of their parents. Be therefore followers of God as dear children and walk in love as Christ also hath loved us and hath given Himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. So the best way that we can help the world out there is to share the love of Jesus Christ. But fornication and all uncleanness and covetousness let it not be once named among you as become saints. Neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor jesting which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. For this ye know, that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no man deceive you with vain words. The vain words that are out there, the lies, they're worthless things, the promoting of such behaviors as the woke movement, the politically correct movement, and all the hypersensitivity of all the insanity of the world, the coexist bunch and so forth. Those are vain words. They're pulling you away from God. Let no man deceive you for... Excuse me. Let no man deceive you with vain words, for because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Do you want the wrath of God upon you? No, you don't. So get it right, keep it right. Be not ye therefore partakers with them. So we need to come out from amongst that bunch. We need to ask for forgiveness. We need to confess our sins, as it says in 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So get it right. Keep it right by staying prayed up. Share the love of Jesus Christ. Take that great commission and go out there and spread the gospel even to the politically correct and the woke bunch that need to truly wake up. Let's pray. Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we thank You oh so much for Your Word. It's so powerful. It's so current as well. No matter what's going on in the world or in our lives, we can always turn to Your Word and find the guidance that we need. Help us to use it properly. Encourage all of us to take Your love and go on out there into this unloving world and share Your love. There's so many out there that truly need it today. And help all of us be the kind of Christian that draws people in to You, not pushes them away. Thank you once again as we pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. If you would, please.